we got cut off. <laughs> so let's go ahead and finish what we were saying earlier. Um, basically, my point was that when we go through things in life, we go through them to learn who we are. We don't go through them to learn who others are, to start to like people and hate people and all those things. We go through things to find similarities in others to find out who we truly are. Once you find out who you are, what normally happens is like a while ago when Yonla Van Zandt um, had that book um, and she said in the book, she says that people come into your life for a season, a reason or a lifetime. That's true to me because people come into your life for a season. That means they may be there for up to 10 years. Let's just say 10 years could be a season. They could be in your life for up to 10 years. And then after the 10th year, they disappear and come back in another 10 years. So they were 10 years with you and then they'll go 10 years away. And what happens in those types of things, that's their seasonal friends. That means a friend is someone who God answers your prayers through. Anyone outside of you is someone that you need in your life. Listen to me carefully. Anyone outside of you is someone that you may need in your life to get one of your prayers that you have prayed or one of your desires that you have felt or something that you long to have. You feel you deserve an inheritance, just like in my case. You all have witnessed me and my family. And truthfully, truthfully, I find out that the word on the street is that when people die, you see who they really are. And that's the sad part, because I didn't think that they were like that. And that's the honest to God truth. I've, I've sat here alone for a few weeks and my blood pressure just kept going up and up and up because of my anger and um my resentment towards my stepmother and my aunties and cousins on my dad's side and even my own brother and how they act when my father died and i went through all those things and my blood pressure just kept going up and up and up and i'm like lord let me go to the doctor because i was literally dying I was literally sitting here dying in my anger for them and my resentment for them. So one day I decided to go, um, go to this place and I met this man named Chris. And I had called to make an appointment to come to the place and Chris answered the phone. He said he doesn't never answer the phone and he doesn't understand how he managed to pick up the phone and, and I'm there. He says it's got to be something divine that God had him to pick up the phone for me. And so when I came to the place, he asked me and my daughter, it was, my daughter was with me. So he says, which one of you guys did I speak to on the phone? And my daughter pointed at me and I said, I'm, I'm the girl that you spoke to on the phone. And he says, um, I don't understand why I picked up, you know, the phone when you called. And he was reading my energy. He kept looking at my throat chakra, like right at my, my um, in the, between your neck and your, your collarbone. He kept looking at my throat shock. I was like, oh my God, I'm getting a reading, Lord. You sent me here for a reading? You know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going there because I'm not feeling good and I want to go get some, you know, healing in my body and nutritional help and stuff like that. And I'm just feeling like I'm dying. I'm dying. This, this resentment that I was feeling from, you know, what my stepmother has done 
since my father passed away to show who she really is. It, it was a lot of resentment because I never would have imagined her being that type of person because she's a, number one, she's a Pisces like me and my mother was a Pisces. And we're very kind-hearted, loving, warm, beautiful people. I mean, I'll get mad at you and want to fight you, yes. But I won't do no underhanded stuff to people and stuff that I know that my soul going to suffer for. I, w I wouldn't steal nothing from nobody. If I, could, if I didn't have it, I just don't have it. You understand what I'm saying? So the things that she has done since my father's passed away and the things that she don't think that I know, it was bothering me. And every day I was sitting out here crying and praying and talking. Y'all heard the videos and, and, the, and the recordings from the podcast. You know, I was literally dying to what they were doing to me. But then I had to stop and say, wait a minute, God. Wait a minute now. I said, here I am at the last test of my life. This is my last test that I got to go through. I said, here I am at my last test, and it's with my family on my daddy's side, God. The church people, God. I said, these are the people who are supposed to know you, God. They're supposed to know how to act, God. They're the ones who said I wasn't good enough for God. They're the ones said I wasn't good enough. They're the ones said I wasn't holy enough, God. And now you finna have me to battle these people one more time, God, to show them who you are. I said, I throw my hands up. I throw my hands up, Lord. I said, I get that battle to you. I said, because you done took me several times in these people's presence to show them that I know who you are. I don't have to prove myself to nobody no more. Just like with the guy Isaac that I was dating. I loved the hell out of him, but he'll never know because he thought that I didn't. Because my love didn't come the way he thought it should. Instead of him accepting my love for the way that it is and the way that I am, he tried to manipulate it the way he wanted it to be, and that means he wasn't accepting me for who I am, and I ain't got time to change for nobody until I'm ready to change to go to the next level to be the best person that I can be. So I said, okay, fine. If you don't believe it, then don't believe it. I'm not going to try to convince you to believe it. There's another chapter that you, you got, walk through the door and you close the chapter. But don't let that kill you. Don't let that take away who you are. Because someone doesn't see you for who you are and accept you for who you are, that means that person is not meant to be in your space that closely. They have to watch you from a distance because they're not one with you. You're one with yourself. And if you can go out here in this earth and you can find someone else that you can be one with, and that's what I thought he and I had because we found each other over the, the, the um, radio waves, honestly speaking, and the ocean waves. <laughs> but I let it go because I told God I see the flaw and I don't want the flaws I don't want a man who has flaws and what I mean is I see a man as a king I see them all as kings but there's different types of kings and there's different types of kingdoms and see for me when I look at myself and I know my self-worth, I can literally say this and I can mean it with my whole heart. Know that heaven shines on me for saying it. Know that I haven't done anything to destroy anyone else or anyone else's uh, pedestal or anyone else's kingdom. I am the salt of the earth. I am the blood that flowed through Emmanuel's veins. I am the seed that fell to the ground 
I am the seed that was resurrected life. And I am the blood that never loses its power. I know who I am. And I know whose I am. I know that I was born alone. And I know that whenever it's time for me to close my eyes and die, I will die alone. Just like I was a few days ago in the hospital. I spent three days in the hospital, guys, dying. Because I told God, I have a purpose that you called me to do. And on each level of my life, I give it all that I have. And I leave it all on the table when I'm done. And I just had to walk away from being an influencer to now being an influencer in my own life so that I can influence myself to my next door that I might walk through it and receive all the abundant harvest. Because see, I'm at harvest time now, guys. I have sown 40% of my heart's projection rate into this love in this earth where God planted me at. I have been stitched into the fabric of America. I have, my feet have tread all over America because of who my father was and the places that I visited with my father. I love my father and I hate my father all at the same time because I had to look at who he really was as a father and a daddy. My father was two men. He was a Gemini. He was both faces of God, the good face and the evil face. He was married together and put inside of one body. And when I tell you he lived out his good, and he lived out his bad, my father was a badass man in a good ass way. And that's just the fucking truth. Every fucking body he hurt, he either tried to pay their ass with money and give them what the fuck they really, really fucking wanted anyway for him getting what the fuck he got. And you look at the fucking shit just the way it fucking is if you look at the situation with his wife. That's why she feels like she's entitled to everything and his children can't have anything because of what she decided in her life that she was going to deal with. Or shall I say what her parents decided for her life and she lived out in her life. She feels like she's entitled to everything that once was my father. The land that the hotel sits on and the land that the highway goes through and the land that's still just yet available of 500 acres. My daddy owned a thousand acres of land and she feels like everything should belong to her. All of the money and I'm not fighting her. I started out getting ready to, I got the lawyer and everything. And I decided, Lord, I'm not finna fight no people I say I love. I told you I love these people. This is my family. I'm not finna fight them for something I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is out there that my daddy had and what he left for me. But I know he was about his business. And then at the end, my stepmama want to refruit everything in his character and say that it wasn't. He didn't have have no will, and then all of a sudden she produced a will. I'm waiting for God to justify that situation because I'm not fighting nobody I say I love. That's what I told God. So when I went in the hospital, I had to die to that shit. All of my damn systems were shutting down on me for the resentment that I was holding for them. So the day that I met the guy named Chris, and he was reading my throat chakra, he said, your mother... And you have a lot of resentment towards one another. And I naturally think about my physical mother, my maternal mother, my mother who gave me birth, the woman's womb that I stayed in. I first thought about my mother and I was like, resentment? What this man talking about? Lord, let me just be quiet and listen. Because sometimes you got to let people read you. 
So I said, okay, he said my, me and my mother got some resentment. And then all of a sudden, standing between me and my daughter, he points his finger standing between me and my daughter. No, let me not tell you that first. Let me go back and tell you what happened before I went there. Before I went there, I was nervous, and I had already printed out a picture of my grandmother who passed away. And I believe that she's one of my elders standing around God's throne and wishing me well. Well, I don't think she's standing around God's throne. I think my grandmama's sitting on the throne of her own. And that she's got a lot of crowns on her head and she is just laid. I could just see her. She is just laid like the virgin mother. She's just laid and she's just beaming her hair. Is, she used to love her hair black. And she passed away and I wouldn't let her color her hair. So I'm pitching her hair as black because she loved her hair as black. But um, I'm pitching her hair as black. And my grandmama is just laid with her clothes. And it's like she's just shining like the sun. But it's not the same light as the sun. It's a softer, more pinkish color light. And I could just see my grandmother just smiling down at me. And radiating with so much joy. So I picked up my grandmother's picture before I went to this appointment where I met the man named Chris at. And on the back of my grandmother's picture, I was getting ready to write a verse of scripture and just take her picture with me and hold it in my hand while I have the procedure done. And all of a sudden, I put the picture back down and I said, no, grandmama, I'm going by myself this time. I said, I'm going to leave your picture here. I'm going to go by myself. So as this guy, Chris, is reading my throat chakra, he points between me and my daughter and he says, your grandmother is so proud of you. She is sitting here going crazy, like, you better tell her, you better tell her, I'm right here. And, <laughs> and he's like, she's so feisty. And I was like, I immediately thought of my grandmother's whose picture I grabbed, and, um, which is my mother's mother. So in my mind, when he says that, I'm like, I think about it and I think about her. And I was like, okay, grandma, she's here with me anyway, you know, even though I didn't bring your picture. And then... I think a second thought, and I was like, mm -hmm, which one the grandma, if he, if, he, if he is what he say he is, he better tell me which grandma it is. But I didn't say that to him. I said it inside of myself. So he kept talking for a minute, and then he said something to me that broke me and made me start to cry. And I mean, I was crying like I was a baby. And I forgot what that was, but then after he said that he asked me a question and I couldn't answer him because I was crying too hard. And so he went to the next question and he then told me that my grandmother told me that she was very proud of me and that, um, she wanted me to know that, you know, she's been with me all along and that I'm so tapped into my ancestors or so tapped into me. Um, and, um, then he said to me, he said, again, about the resentment. He started talking to me about how I have resentment toward my mother. So a few days go by after I finished talking to this man, I called my mom. I said, Mama, I need to talk to you for a minute. I said, I met this man named Chris, and he told me he read my throat chakra, and he said that my mother did not want me by the man who, I was, who she had me by. I said, Mama, you didn't want me when you was free. She said, girl, you know I wanted you. She said, I was having a time of my life with your daddy. She said, we were really in love, and it was the best part of our, my life. She said, no, baby, I always wanted you. I said, I knew it. I said, he's not talking about my mother. He's talking about my stepmother. My stepmother. It's the same Cinderella story. I am 
the princess. <laughs> it's the same Cinderella story. No matter what they try to steal from Cinderella, what's rightfully Cinderella's became Cinderella's because the shoe fit. You understand where I'm coming from? Not everybody wears the same size shoe, the same width, the same girth, the same height, even the heel or even the, the uh, heel may be narrow, the heel may be wide. Come on, people, think, think, think. My territory is called land. Your feet sit on the earth. I'm from the earth. I know who I am. I don't have to fight people. You have to just think. So I'm, I'm thinking all this stuff. I end up in the hospital. So I get to the hospital and I'm like, okay, God, now I'm so sick. I'm calling on Jesus. I'm like, Jesus, can you please help me? I done helped so many people and I got all this shit up inside of me. I can't get this shit up out of me. I got to let this shit go because every day I'm thinking about this shit. And you know, I'm a Pisces too and I'm on the cusp. So I'm also a, a Aries. So I be warm with myself and warm with the fucking shit inside of me. That's a Pisces. So anyway, um, I'm in the hospital. I'm just calling on Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I need some help. So then I'm getting stuck up and got all these battle wounds on my arms and stuff where they, they done stuck me and shit. Well, anyway, make a long story short, Jesus comes to the rescue and he sends this Asian doctor to talk to me. And the doctor finds out that I've coded twice. I've died for 25 medical minutes and uh, I've lost the blood in my body. So he finds out my medical history. Now he's thinking that I'm having heart problems and yada, yada, yada. So this man thinking I got all kind of stuff going. So they're running all kind of testing me in Henderson Hospital. So if you want to look it up, go look it up. Henderson Hospital in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, so anyway, I'm in the hospital and they're running these tests and I'm just calling on Jesus because I'm like, now they're taking me to run nuclear tests. What the fuck is a nuclear test? I'm like, Lord, what are you looking for? But mind you, Every day since my father passed away and my stepmother and my sister and my brother and my aunties and my cousins are doing me the way that they were doing me and my brother. And um, since they were doing all the things that they were doing and saying about me and I'm like, God, where's my dad's, you know, what's where my dad uh, 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 legacy at right now? God, God said, y'all in a lake of fire. He said, and some are going to burn and come out of the fire and some. And I said, thank you, Jesus. So that when God spoke that to me, I spoke it to everyone else and said, God said that my dad's seed is in the lake of fire because the Bible said only what you do for God is going to last, period. And if you ain't doing it for God, it ain't going to last. I don't give a damn if it's money that he left. I don't care if it's his house he left or his land that he left. It first belonged to him. And if you get it in your hands and you ain't doing right by it, it will not belong to you. It will belong to my God. And my God will give it to who he see fit. Because my dad is so-called had 10 children in this earth, so he says, on that so-called fake funeral obituary that that girl put up there. So, he had a thousand acres of land. That means each one of his kids could have had a hundred acres of land, but no, she want to take it off of herself and greed. Same Cinderella story. I'm going to sit my ass down and watch my favorite movie. <laughs> it's the Cinderella story. Shit. So I told God, I said, uh-uh, let me get this shit up out of me, God. Let's go in this hospital. And they found, they ran all kind of tests on me, y'all. I was in the hospital for two and a half, almost three days. Well, three days, if you count, day I spent in the emergency room. But then I kept saying, God, you ain't sent me here because I'm sick. You sent me here on a mission. I ended up on a mission having verbal words with one of the techs that was taking my blood and I was telling him he wasn't in my vein and that's why the, why the blood wasn't coming out. 
because ain't no way in the hell my blood was that damn thick that it just drip out one drop at a time. But maybe it was because I took a lot of shit. I took a lot of shit from people. When people call you out your name and you telling them what God saying, they talk about you like you less than a dog and think you ain't got no kind of intelligence. I can't sit down and talk to God and be a dumb bitch. That doesn't make sense. How can anybody sit around all day and talk to what they call God and then call you a dumb bitch? All I do is study. All I do is stay in my room. I ain't in nobody's face having no friends and hanging out with the support groups and all this fucking shit. I'm me alone, all one, just like the TV show. If you go on and you Google alone, watch that fucking shit. Being all one with God and nature. Think about it. So, yeah, you got to um, you got to evaluate your life. So I went into the hospital. I came out of the hospital from every test that they ran on me for two and a half days, including stress tests, heart tests, all these lung tests, clot tests, all kind of tests, urine tests, blood tests. I said, do I have a disease? No, you don't have a disease. Do I have sickness? I don't have anything. They only said that I have a slight anxiety, which I do because I get so tired of being frustrated with mess from other people when I come outside of my room. So I said, God, I'm going to stay in my room. I'm going to continue to work on me. You work on the people in this world, in this situation of things that I can't see, things I don't know, things that's being done in this universe that shouldn't be done. God, check, check your church people. So God and I got to test them on their morals and their values and their life going to come to Whatever end it's supposed to come to, just like mine is going to come to the end that it's supposed to come to, and I have an inheritance in this earth. And that's all it is to it. And as long as I'm here, I'm going to reap my inheritance because God already told me that. He said, when you remember me, I will remember you. Period. So I remember God in my life. I said, God, I ain't finna fight nobody. I love them. Your church people. It ain't my church. Shit. Only word I'm repeating is the word that, that Jesus came and left before I, before I got to this motherfucker. And then them two ladies who chose me in Earth Fair that day when the Holy Spirit fell on Earth Fair. And all them white people standing around the Earth Fair on, on Fuse Ferry Road. Go back and listen to the fucking video. Call the fucking store and ask them do they remember it. Happening a few years ago where a black girl walked in the store and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit fell on the whole fucking store. Because my great grandmother got raped where the stores built that. Man, I got a thick-ass fucking legacy in the spirit around this place. But diary has been real. It's time for me to have some me time, some alone time. I got to go time. I got to get on my grind time. See you later, diary. And thank you for listening. I'm out of the hospital, and I've got a new life again. What about you? <laughs>